1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Is Joe Arribo closing in on a Rangers exit? Karamoko Dembele leaves Celtic and heads to France and Rangers appoint Celtic's former Chief of Recruitment, John Park. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Mark Wilson. Yeah, you're right, Andrew. That is the headline stories today and usually at this time, fans concentrate on who their club are bringing to the to the club to boost the team's chance next season. Well, the top story is we're hearing that Arribo may be uh, leaving the club Then off the pitch John Park That's an appointment It's obviously not a player But what players Could he bring in From a Celtic point of view Dembele It looks like His time at the club Is at an end When so many thought That he was a shining star That would have been The next one Off the production line Plenty to talk about Yeah and it's crazy to think That we are only days away From the first competitive fixtures Of the Scottish football season The League Cup group stages Kick off on Saturday Loads of games going on This weekend one on Sunday as well It's mad to think It feels like last season Only just finished And already We're getting yeah. underway With the competitive stuff Well you know what I do feel for the teams And I feel for the managers Because their window You know for recruitment Is so small Now it's okay For the bigger sides Because they have got time To prepare And jet off Around the world Doing their pre-season And drip feed players in But for the smaller clubs Who have to afford Their players the luxury uh, Of a break To refresh themselves they have to also get players into the club and that's incredibly hard to do especially when you've got these games coming around so quickly the the days of playing trialists in these competitive games you know is is over and it's a hard job for managers and players alike to get into the season so quickly well, as always, if you've got anything you want to chat about, give us a call 0141-951-1025, whether it's on any of the topics we've touched on already, whether it's something else that you want to chat about, as I say, 0141-951-1025, or you can send us a tweet at ClydeSSB. Let's start with Joe Aribo, shall we? Because there's been a few developments over the past 24 hours or so. There's been some different stories involving Joe Aribo. It's been quite hard to keep track of. I'll, I'll try and clear it up as, as best as I possibly can because there was a report last night that said he'd rejected a new deal at Rangers, which doesn't appear to be the case. But there are fresh reports today, namely from Football Scotland, saying that Joe Aribo has told the club he wouldn't be willing to sign a new deal if one was put on the table. Of course, he's only got a year left in his contract, so the report goes on to say that it's likely that he will leave this summer and it could happen as soon as the next week or so. So we were expecting developments with him, developments with Morelos, developments with Ryan Kent. It looks... Like from this report that Joe Aribo has, has made up his mind and and could well have decided where his future lies and, and that looks like it's away yeah, from Ibrox. Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, it, it, there's obviously a difference between rejecting a deal and a deal yet to be put on the table and, and forming the club. Um, look, when the time comes, it all, it all comes to the same point. Um, I'm sure Rangers supporters would be gutted with that news. Joe Aribo, remember when he came to the club in 2019 from Charlton and... And Lee Boyer made the comments that he thought it was a wrong move for the player. That he thought that Celtic and Rangers were a big draw and Steven Gerrard, of course, was a great player, but that was the only attraction. Everything else would hamper his career. And it's proved anything but that. And I, I, I quite enjoy that because I'm always sick of hearing that from down south. Jory Bo came to the club and I think he's he's fitted in well in a number of positions. I think he's repaid Rangers over 100 and I think it's 150 plus games. 
He scored plenty of goals And none more so Important than that goal In the Europa League final And the role that he played In getting the club To that point So for for I mean Boyer must look at his comments now and think they were sitting there watching ridiculous. the Europa League final. Exactly. A player that he said, don't, don't don't go there. You can't further your career by going to Scotland. And then he's sitting there Crazy. watching it on the TV. The player scoring in a Europa League final. Exactly. So for Arebo himself, for what he came to Rangers for, you've got to say he's achieved that. He goes away with playing the Europa League final, Scottish Cup winner, and a League winners medal as well. That's a successful time at the club, and I think the fans will be sad to see the back him. From a club point of view, um, into the last year's contract, how many times have we seen this? And more recently with Celtic, where you've got Edward, Christie, Ayer, run down to the last year of their contract, and the club quickly realised that they cannot afford for that to go to December, for somebody to speak to him in January, and them not get any money at all. So Rangers have got a big decision to make. Do they take him for the first half of the season and let his contract run out, or do they look for potential buyers? I think it'll be the latter. I think they will look for potential buyers, and I think Joe Aribo will be gone before the transfer window's out. It's only natural that Rangers won't get the fee that they would have last summer or the season before just because he's into the last year of his contract, but... This is the model that Rangers have been looking to use and haven't really done over the last few years where it's bringing in players for a small fee, £300,000 it was from Charlton. I think it was a, a tribunal development fee and they'll be looking at multiples of millions yeah. now for Joe Aribo heading out the door if he does head out this summer. And Rangers yeah. have been criticised in the past for the fact that they've not had this model in place where they've been able to bring players in and develop them and sell them for much, much more. Nathan Patterson is the only one of late that's been a big sale, but he was through the academy. Yeah. Joe is going to be the first real example of this in quite a while. Yeah, he was, and it's a model that, that should be the way forward for Rangers. It's worked for Celtic. We always compare it to Celtic because we could see that it worked, and that's quite interesting because we'll come on to, obviously, John Park later. But for Joe Aribo, whoever looked at that player... And thought, this is, um, you know, going to earn us money in the future. He's going to give us something on the pitch at the minute, but there is real potential in this lad to get us millions in the future. You've got to take your hat off to him, because it's worked exactly that. He's gave Rangers success on the pitch. We win in the league, in the Scottish Cup, but that memorable run to the Europa League, he played his part in so many positions and topped it off with a goal in that final. And that obviously alerts teams down south and abroad it's okay doing it in Scotland but when you hit those levels in that competition then teams sit up and take notice so there's no doubt teams will be preparing their bids for them after hearing that I'm pretty sure teams down south will be encouraged by the fact that he will be available and it's it's just a matter of what Rangers hold out for now the ball is firmly in their court yeah well let's hear from you at home 01419511025 what are your thoughts on this situation with Joe Aribo maybe you think he's going to stay at Rangers we want to hear from you 01419511025 you talk about that interest from down south Mark and we've seen some of the names linked with Joe Aribo Southampton Crystal Palace you'd think they would look at a player like Joe Aribo and think if he's entering the last year of his contract in, in the way that teams down south did with Odds and Edward and Christopher Iyer last season that the money that you could maybe get him for this summer isn't much of a gamble for these sides no. down south because they've got so much money to play with that yeah. if you're signing someone for say for talking sake 10 million 15 million something like that that's that's money that teams down there used to, to bring in yeah. backup players that's players that, that sit on the bench so it's not exactly a big gamble if if they're wanting to sign Jory but Not at all The money's that great down there That 
I mean, 10 to 15 million is absolutely nothing. It's like a regular bog standard transfer up here for one of your sides, paying maybe a million quid to, to get. You, you would see it as, okay, it's a million pounds, but, you know, it's a risk worth taking. And that's the exact same for those teams down there. So I don't think they'll have any qualms of paying that kind of money. You look at young Ramsey in Liverpool and, and what they paid for him. A, a player who's played 30 plus games uh, and wasn't even a regular for Aberdeen. It's nothing for Liverpool to pay that money. So when you get a an international player like Aribo who's performed uh, in a top European competition and then scores in the final, of course, and plays his part, then you think those figures that you mentioned wouldn't be unachievable for Rangers. The last thing Rangers would want now is for it to get to the end of the transfer window. If Joe Aribo is unwilling to sign a contract and he's still at the club because then you've not really got any opportunity to cash in on him whatsoever. He could sign a pre-contract in January. He could leave for nothing. You'd think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will be keen if, if he knows, you know what, he's not going to be here beyond next summer. We're not going to get any money for him next summer. That it's time to cash in now and be able to use that money yeah. to mould the squad in the way he wants to. You would think so. And that's where I suppose you'd, you'd want to put trust in the player and the player's agent and kind of playing on the fact that he got brought to the club to do a job and Rangers are willing to sell him, but the player also must be willing to go for the right price and, and do right by the club. Exactly like you say, Van Bronckers has had to be given some time to understand how much money he's getting to spend and how much money he's getting to spend on that specific position because Joe Rebo going will leave a huge hole. I, I, I touched on it earlier, the amount of positions that he covers for Rangers... Um, we've even seen him playing left back at times uh, centre forward at times in the whole off a side Van Bronckers has to have a player or a couple of players who can come in and match that 01419511025 on the phones let's take another look or sorry a look at another story involving Rangers today and this is an interesting one it's only broken in the last couple of hours and the Athletic reporting Rangers have appointed former Celtic transfer chief John Park in a senior scouting role at the club I'm, I'm sure this isn't one that many people saw coming Park of course spent almost a decade at Celtic Park he's credited with identifying the likes of Virgil van Dijk Victor Wanyama Fraser Forster Moussa Dembele big big names I think there's been talk in the past few seasons that you know Celtic fans have maybe talked about him maybe going back to Celtic in some yeah. capacity when he's been at Blackburn and, and Sunderland but Rangers have decided that this is the man that they want to come oh, in. And, what and a traitor. <laughs> what a traitor. I couldn't believe it when I heard is that. Is his number John? getting deleted ah, from your phone? Listen, well deleted. He'll be a plus four four in no time. <laughs> now, nah, look, John Park, I got on extremely well with John when he was at Celtic and he, even after that when I've met him. And he's, listen, he's somebody that knows football. You cannot deny that. Now, you look back to even before he joined Celtic and his role at Hibs and the youth development work he did there. You only have to look at the players got brought through and his watch and how much money they went for how many caps they amassed incredible then when he got to Celtic some of the names that you mentioned there is just scratching the surface of course he had a, a whole lot the guys that replaced me of course Lustig and Adam Matthews and he could go on forever the big ones obviously that stand out Van Dyke, you know well known that John Park was the one that highlighted him Dembele as well I think he'd left by the time Dembele got there, but I think he set the wheels in motion. Ryan Christie had been one of his last ones, Kyle, and so on and so forth. But not everyone was a success because there was plenty under him that he brought in who just didn't fit the club. But you're always going to be remembered when you bring in these international stars who are going to make the club a lot of money. So for Rangers fans, 
seeing him appointed to that role, you know what you're getting. You know, there is no, I wonder if he'll work out. This guy has got a track record in bringing young players to a club and then them succeeding at the club and then the club money on the other side. And that was the method we were talking about earlier on, that Rangers have been desperate to to try and work and it could work with Joe Rebo, but yeah. if John Park has a track record for that kind of deal, you can see exactly why why they want him in the club. Of course. I mean, it, deals like that for Rangers, they're Rebo situation is is too few and far between. You know, the resources that they've got, the pool that that club's got, they should be able to attract better younger players to the club for small amounts of money and develop them in front of 50,000 in European football and, and sell them on for more. It's just not happened over the years. They've obviously identified that that's a situation that they, they should be doing better in. John Park's a guy you want in there. I, I had many dealings with him. He was involved that period with, with the first team as well where he came in and helped Neil Lennon out and was actually in the dressing room so he's not scared to tell his opinion and I think that's why Rangers have brought him to the club he's a straight talker he knows football he knows European football he knows the English leagues well and it's a deal that looks like it's going to be a very good one for Rangers well whether you're a fan of Rangers or Celtic we want to hear your thoughts on this story 01419511025 John is up first he's a Celtic fan from Thornley Bank John what do you make of it? yeah good evening uh, first of all just before I talk I'm guessing Mark is going to stick up for what I'm going to say against me straight away but uh, for me John Park is just a salesman to be honest I've seen a lot of uh, football guys now in clubs it's just it's who they can bring in based upon who they know, the commission, etc. I don't feel he's a scout. Uh, I heard you mentioning a few names there. I can assure you, a couple of the names I know that wasn't John Park identified them. Uh, so I, I just feel he's overrated. I feel as if Brendan Rodgers actually told him where to go when he came in, which is the best thing Brendan Rodgers done. I feel Celtic's signing policy has been more consistent this season under Ange. So... I, I don't feel he's, he's, a, he's a great he's a great guy with a great reputation which everybody believes he has you know and I've, I've heard a lot of people talking about him before and they're, they're, they're behind me Mark might think he's good in the dressing room talking but obviously Mark doesn't know how he conducts his deals obviously behind the kind closed doors as well No listen John I wouldn't I wouldn't pretend to know how he does his deals behind closed doors but what I do know is the players that I played beside that John Park was involved in. Now, I don't know if you know different from me and how he conducts things. Um, I did say, John, that John Park had a lot of signings that didn't work for Celtic. A lot of signings. But when you get half a dozen or even more than half a dozen on the money who earn the club big money after serving the club so well on the pitch, then... I'm sorry, you can't say that that's a guy that's not very good at his job. Can, can, I, can I ask you, Mark, do, do you think John Park, a lot of credit was given for Victor, uh, Victor Vinyama signing for Celtic, and it's all, a lot of credit was given to John Park. Do you honestly believe John Park signed him? I believe he was involved. Yeah, it was Bobby Williamson that spotted him and told John Park about him. Okay. So, he's, he's, he's a middleman, he's a salesman, that's all he is for me. Well, John Park has obviously had his had his praise as his time at Celtic, but surely as part of that is a link that that John Park had with someone else. If Bobby Williamson has exactly. is the yeah. one that has identified him, then it's John Park that had the link to Bobby Williamson. That and and that's that's how it works. Yeah. It's not all a case of 
the one person in that job identifies every single player. You are in charge of that department and there are numerous ways that you can identify players and, and bring them in. Rangers have clearly seen enough that they think he's good enough. Celtic clearly saw enough that they thought he was good enough because he was there for nine years as well, Mark. Yeah, I mean, where do you stop with, with who identified a the player then? You go back to birth and say, oh, well, his mum identified him as a football player when he was just born. You know, you have to have contacts who you trust. You have to build a network when you're in that position of reliable sources that can point in the right direction of players. Now, Bobby Williamson identified Wanyama. He obviously trusted John Park enough to say, come and have a look at this boy. But that doesn't mean that Victor Wanyama then just automatically signs for Celtic. John Park goes through a process, obviously, and whoever else, look, we're highlighting John Park because he's a story tonight. But whoever else is in that position will go through a process of checking everything to make him a match to whatever club they're at. Now that was John Park's role at Celtic with some of these players. But like I say, a lot of them didn't work. But if you get big ones right, like he did at Celtic, then you're at success. And maybe John's just not happy that he's away to Rangers. But his track record, going back to going back to Hibs, John. Going back to Hibs where he set up the youth academy that came through. I mean... Stuff like that, you cannot say he did a bad job at that. Mark, Mark if you sign if you sign ten players, you've got a chance of getting one or two good ones out of it. It's percentages. He's a salesman for me, and I'll, I'll never change my opinion on that. Whether you know you you obviously were at Celtic and understand that, but you'll never change my opinion. And all he is a salesman. He'll take the player who gets him most commission. That's exactly it. But uh, but no, hang on. First, first of all, I don't, I don't think John has has no. any way of of proving that anyway. But when you look at the way as John's saying that, you know. He just signs so many players and one of them is bound to work out. <laughs> it, it happens at every club around the world that you don't get every single transfer right. Not. But no. see if it was as easy as bringing in guys like Virgil van Dijk and Victor Wanyama. Every club would do it. And exactly. every club would make tens of millions of pounds every season. Yeah. Because it would just be a case of, oh well, we'll sign 10 players. One of them will earn us £15 million down the line. Easy as that. That's it. It just doesn't work. You know, you need to do your homework in players... Not even on the pitch. You need to look at them off the pitch. What their character is like. What their personal life's like. That's what that's what people don't understand. Even before I signed for Celtic, I knew the club had looked into what I was like um, off the pitch. They'd done their homework. Um, did I go at partying? Uh, you know, social media wasn't a big thing then um, as it is now, but was involved in it. They do their homework, and to say John Parks a salesman is disrespectful because. He gets, remember, he gets no commission. There is no commission. So that's nonsense. He's employed by the club. He was employed by Celtic. He is paid to get players in. He's not paid. If he doesn't get any players in, you're not getting your wage. But if you do get players in, you get a, a wage rise. It's not the way it works. Well, thank you to John. If you've got any thoughts on this, 0141-951-1025. You could be up next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson here with me, Andrew McLean, in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 0141-951-1025 on the phones, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. A lot of talk, a lot of debate about John Park's move to Rangers. He's gone in at Ibrooks in a senior scouting role after... 
It's around nine years he had at Celtic between 2007 and 2016. We had John on the phone, a Celtic fan. He was writing him off, saying that he's not going to be a good appointment. We've got another Celtic fan on the phone now. Gary, where do you stand on it? Well, uh, first of all, hello to the panel. Hi, Gary. Hello, Gary. Hi. Uh, I just really want to say I've been a Celtic supporter 41 years and I've had a lot of ups and downs but over the time John Park was at the club he may not have got every signing right but the ones he did get right the big ones done us a lot of good and made us a lot of money and I think we've got a lot to be to be thankful for to the guy and I had liked him taking back to Celtic but he's, he's went but he's went and I just wish him all the best yeah, Mark, there's no no head of recruitment. No scout is going to get every single transfer right. But as Gary says, if you can be remembered for those big signings where you managed to flip a player for a lot of money, that that's what other teams will look at. And then that's why other teams will be interested in yeah. bringing you to, to your club. Well, Gary's got a fair view and a full opinion. Um, John Park, just to echo what I said before, got a lot of signings that weren't right for Celtic. For one reason or the other Didn't he fit the club Or or maybe shouldn't have been brought to the club at the time But he got big signings right The the ones that were most memorable Over that period of time Who made the club a lot of money And Gary's right He should be thanked for the time at the club Whether supporters wanted him back at the club or not Is a different matter As soon as you go across the divide though And you go to Rangers That's where you get maybe people like John who start to try and diminish what he actually achieved when he was at Celtic, which was a very good job. Gary, does that appointment concern you at all? Are you quite happy and quite confident with the squad Celtic have this summer and going forward? Well, I mean, it concerns me a wee bit because I know the guys are Celtic, so I dare say I expect them to be similar at Rangers, but I mean, I'm happy with the way things are going to Celtic and under Angin. You know, I'm I'm happy with that, so I'm not overly worried, but like I say, I just wanted to wish the guy all the best and stuff. Yeah, Celtic will be very happy with the recruitment Ange Postacoglu has done so far over last season. John Park is going in at Rangers where recruitment is needed and needed quickly because the only signing Rangers have made this summer is the arrival of John Souter. That was a pre-contract deal done in January. There's lots of Rangers fans we've had on the phone saying, you know, we, we want deals done now John Park will be going into a position where, you know, it's top priority that, that Rangers get get their signing sorted. Yeah, of course it is. And John Park will come with a list of players. We were just chatting about contacts and a list of contacts that he can tap into who could possibly bring players to the club instantly. Um, but if you go back to Celtic like you started in, Andrew, Celtic fans should be happy for what they've got in place just now. They've got a manager who knows a certain market. They've got people upstairs in Lowell who who know how to get deals done and who have contacts in England as well. So there is nothing, nothing wrong with Celtic's recruitment at the minute. John Park going to Rangers, in my opinion, certainly bolsters what they need. So it'll be interesting who makes the best moves in the next couple of weeks. Well, we've got you, Gary. How are you feeling about Celtic's transfer window going forward? Do you think there's much business left to be done? Um, maybe another midfielder, but I think I, I think we've got everything we need so far. Maybe one or two extras, but uh, just before I go, I'd also like to pass on my heartfelt condolences to the family of Andy Golem. Uh, when he broke my heart as a player, and, you know what can I say? I just it's a 
it's a sad thing but I just wanted to pass on the condolences before that before that uh, left the call Yep, well said Gary, well said yep. indeed um, Just moving on from that, Gary was also talking about you know Celtic and, and their transfer policy looking at a midfielder, is that yeah. an area you would look at Mark? I think so, I think when you look at uh, we've chatted for a number of weeks now what Celtic may need and I think they identified left back somewhere that they needed to bolster well, they've done that maybe a striker, but for me for, for a long time now, a midfielder just to either release Cal McGregor or to, you know, further up the pitch. I mean, not release him for his contract, but, or bolster, lighten some of the load from him. Maybe a wee bit more physical in that midfield area. I think they could do with that. Well, thank you to Gary 01419511025. Let's stick with the phones. Brian is a Rangers fan in Lark Call. Brian, what are you making of the appointment of John Park at Rangers? Well, actually, I never heard it until I put the programme on. I didn't, didn't realise that had happened. Uh, he's very experienced in his field, and uh, I'll be happy if he starts finding gems that he found Celtic, you know, 10 years ago. Uh, before I go on to my point, I'd like to send my condolences to, to Andy's family and his friends. He was without doubt the greatest goalkeeper I've ever seen. And I would also like to thank Gary, the Celtic supporter, for doing exactly the same. Yeah, well said, Brian. Mark, we had a, a lot of callers on the phone last night, a lot of tweets. We even had Chick Charnley that phoned in last night to pay tribute to Andy Gorham. Yeah. And, you know, so many of the messages were just about, you know, the, the outstanding saves and, and the memories that he left for Rangers fans, but also the impact he had on other fans of Scottish football. Yeah. You know, Gary was saying there that he felt Andy Gorham broke his heart at times. It was something that Tommy Burns <laughs> said in the 90s as well. Yeah, well, I can certainly echo that. Um, look, I, I was like Gary before. A young Celtic fan growing up, you know, Andy Gorham had so many saves that did break Celtic supporters' hearts, mine's included, because he was so critical for Rangers at that time. An outstanding goalkeeper, probably the best I've ever seen in Scotland. Um, didn't really know Andy up until probably a couple of years ago, where um did some charity stuff with Andy um, and got to kind of know him then, found out what kind of guy he was, great guy, got on well with him, always gave his time up for loads of different charities and that's sometimes a lot what you don't see um, and it showed you the measure of the man so incredibly sad news the other day and I'm sure the calls will keep coming because he was so influential in Scottish football. Brian, back on to the football. I know John Park will still be getting his feet under the desk at the moment but how quickly does the, the recruitment and the signings need to come at Ibrox at the moment? I'm patient. <laughs> if you read Facebook and Twitter, there's a lot of Rangers fans. I'm patient. Uh, you know, we're only at the beginning of July. Uh, I am very. I trust the board. I trust the coaching staff at Ibrooks to do the best for the club. You know, going forward. Can I get back to the John Park one? Yep. Mark, when you at Celtic Park when uh, when McCulloch was the youth coach. Is it McCulloch? McCulloch? Right. Uh, he was Ali's number two. I'm just trying to remember. Oh, McDowell. Kenny, Kenny oh, McDowell. Aye, aye, I was aye. Yep. Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, you, so you were there then? Yes. Yeah. Uh, when he was announced as Rangers, when he came in, when Walter Smith became manager in 2007, 
Uh, there was silly fans coming on and disp- being disparaging to him as well. Uh, I don't understand it one little bit. Uh, I think you need to look at the bigger picture. Um, do I think about John Park being a Celtic transfer guru? Maybe slightly, but he's now at Rangers. It, it doesn't hold me back one little bit that he actually was at Parkhead. The same in Kenny Muller uh, played at Parkhead in 2006-2007. When Kenny came back to the club, I welcomed him with open arms. And I think sometimes you need to look at the bigger picture and don't be disparaging to people who really did a good job at your own club. Yeah, that is the rivalry in this part of the world, Mark, Mm. that people may have their judgment clouded by other things. John on the phone earlier on may well have, throughout John Park's time at at Celtic, may not have rated him. And that may well have been an opinion that he held in all that time. We don't know that. We don't know whether he he may have changed his mind now that this news has come out today. But it's just rivalry. When something like this happens, when someone crosses that divide, there's always going to be different opinions. People are going to be angry about it. People are going to be happy about it depending on who it is that's moving and, and that's just the of way course. the world works I'll always be like that in this city um, and you know fans will, will think you should never cross a divide now I can totally understand that you know I, I'm like that a lot of the time however for people who maybe aren't invested in the club on a supporter level who haven't been brought up to follow Celtic or Rangers to be fair sometimes a job for these guys they're at a huge club why wouldn't they go to another huge club? And John Park's no different. Kenny was the same. Now, you only have to ask the youth players at Celtic at the time the job that Kenny done before he went to Rangers. Every one of them will speak about him in glowing terms. And it's probably the same at Celtic with John Park and the staff. Now, the staff upstairs would probably get a, a bigger picture of what John Park brought to the club. But we got to see the players that he was bringing into our dressing room. So he did a terrific job. He's got the opportunity to go to another Massive club Why would you not take that? Brian, earlier on We were talking about The future of Joe Aribo Of course he's in a similar situation To Ryan Kent And Alfredo Morelos How are you feeling about Their futures this window With just one year left On their contracts? Yeah, as I said to the producer uh, I don't want any player to go But uh, I am realistic Uh, There's only one way You can actually Make money Or balance the books properly In Scottish football uh, is to sell a player and to get into the Champions League or to do what Rangers did last season and go on a really, really long run in the Europa League. Uh, I would have been very surprised if one player out of Kent, Aribo and Morelis wouldn't go You know, this summer. You know, The three of them are down to the, the last year of contract. Uh, a lot... You know, there's been a lot of criticism for the board for letting that happen, but it's if a player doesn't want to sign a contract, it's then up to the board to decide what's going to happen next. And it looks as if Joe's going. It goes with my heartfelt thanks for what he's done for the club for the last few years. I think he's improved greatly. And it's up to us now to fill that void and Alec Lowry may just be the guy to do that Mark you look at the situations of these three players how quickly do they need to get sorted because will Giovanni Van Bronckhorst want that clarity before the season starts will he want it before European qualifiers is it going to be a bit of a distraction possibly at the start of the season if this rumbles on until the end of the transfer Uh, window well you certainly want it done 
I think before the season starts I touched on it last week that when you're bringing players in or when you're setting up a team you want a f- as full a squad as you can get going into that first game of the season now that's that's the exact same about players going out the door you do not want players hanging about your club who potentially don't want to be there because it can just bring you know a bad feeling into the dressing room I'll keep comparing it to Celtic um, last year or a couple of years ago because it's the exact same situation almost it's it's almost a carbon copy here so Rangers have to figure this out pretty sharpish they either have to get their players to commit offer them something that they can't refuse or they have to you know come to terms with it and say okay we'll sell you and this is how much we're willing to sell you for Brian touched on Alex Lowry there as a, yeah. a possible replacement yeah. for Joe Aribo in, in that position. Is that something you can see happening? He, of course, made his yeah. impact last season, had a few appearances. He's obviously heavy, heavily involved in pre-season at the moment. Someone Giovanni Van Bronckhorst obviously rates. Is he ready at this stage to step in for someone like but, Joe Aribo who's had what? such an impact? Andrew, who knows? Because sometimes you always think these young players need another year and they need more football. But sometimes the best young players are found when they're thrust into the limelight because there is no other option. Now, Lowry came into the team and he looked a star right away. You know, you've seen just the way he received the ball and a couple of his assists and goals and things like that. He looks a real player. Um, that's up to the manager. You mentioned that he rates him. I think it was his first week in the building. Van Bronckhurst brought him into the first team squad. Mm-hmm. Seen enough of him. He obviously likes him. I think you might need somebody just to push Lowry as well. So I'll be interesting. Well, thank you to Brian. After the travel, we'll be taking a look at Karamoko Dembele's situation. He's officially left Celtic. Give us a call 0141 951 1025. 0141 951 1025 This is Scottish on a four-year deal he struggled to make an impact last season he did get an injury pre-season last summer I think it was a game against Bristol City yeah. they had a friendly he got injured then when he returned just two appearances off the bench it looked unlikely that he was going to stay on at Celtic just based on the fact that his opportunities were limited and his contract was running out yeah Dembele's been an interesting one for a number of years now because when he he was first alerted I think to the fans um, when he was a young boy I think probably about 13 years yeah, old yeah. or something yeah. like that and then Brendan Rogers brought him into the first team fold, let him train with the first team, and the fans are going, who is this wonder kid? And I was the exact same. When I seen him in some of those youth international games and some of the um, under-19s and 20s games for Celtic, I thought, this kid is a wonder kid. There's no doubt he has talent, a tremendous talent. I just wonder if his size sometimes maybe held him back a bit. Um, and it's a shame because I, I would have really liked to have seen him succeed at Celtic. I thought it was a certainty, in fact, when he got his debut against Hearts and he came on, he just looked so lively. And of course, if you remember back in 2019, I think it was, when he was uh, included in the Scottish Cup final squad against Hearts. And we stood in this studio and spoke about the possibility of him actually playing or coming on and playing a big part. I think, was Hickey playing that game maybe? Yes, he was. At left back as well. And that was a big talking point. And of course, he remained on the bench. So to achieve that at such a young age 
it caught everyone's interest but for whatever reasons it's just not worked out at the club and sometimes you need to move away from a club to kickstart your career again so I think the boy deserves credit for that for opting not just to stay he maybe needs a fresh challenge and going on the continent I'm sure his game will improve because it was a, a hype that we hadn't really seen before about a young Scottish player at the point he was 13 there was YouTube videos that were getting millions yeah. of views I think he has hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers <laughs> and you wonder what that maybe does to a young player as well the pressure of so many people then following you and thinking well this guy's the next big thing and yeah. th- does that do you think he put a lot of pressure on him as well? Yeah I, I'm not a fan of that if I'm honest I think we did something a showing at one time where we spoke about the pressures that must be on that kid's shoulders because everybody thought he was going to be an absolute superstar at Celtic. Now, of course, he could still go on to be a superstar. We never know. He's, he's, still only, he's only 19. 19 that's it, that's yeah. the thing. We've been speaking about this kid for so long that you actually think that he's much older than he is. But everyone thought he was going to be a superstar at Celtic because it looked like the club fitted him. The way that Celtic play, the position he played in, he was full of tricks and flips, loads of flair, what the fans want to see. But it just didn't, didn't work for him. But having to shoulder that pressure, incredibly difficult for young kids. You mentioned it, when social media gets involved, certain companies will be involved in them, trying to get them to promote things. I've no doubt, as soon as you add certain metaphors on Instagram, they are all over you. And sometimes you might just lose focus when you're that young age. I mean, you imagine yourself at 19. I mean, it's, what were you up to at 19? I don't want you're to running tell you. Nothing, nothing I can broadcast. <laughs> uh, with your T-shirt around your head. <laughs> but, I, I mean, a kid at that young age, incredibly difficult, and maybe his performances did suffer. But he's got an opportunity now to, to go and try something new and restart his career. Is that a big thing, having that, that fresh challenge? A different country, a different set of eyes, you've got you know different teammates, different surroundings, maybe not as much pressure because you're going away yeah. from the country where everyone knew your name and I'm sure people in France will still be aware of who he is because, as we said, there was that much hype around him. Yeah. But he just now manages to take himself away and can sort of focus on his football completely. Yeah, now. yeah. It's, got to, it's got to help you. And he's got probably something to prove. He, he's, he'll be desperate to show that he is the player that everybody thought he could be but just the whole you know spotlight on him in this country I mean how many kids can we say that about Scotland I mean you get it in England you know remember Wayne Rooney came through from 16 this kid's a wonder kid he proved he was you look at Phil Foden you know but even from 13 these guys weren't getting the sort of coverage well, that Caramel could right, was getting yeah. you're right this this goes back a long long way I, I mean a way back to 2013 you know that this kid has had this pressure. How do you deal with that? Well, it's incredibly difficult. And I wish we would stop putting so much pressure on our young players who come through because it does hinder them. There's no doubt about it. You know, we should let them go and play, dip in and out of the team when it suits. And there were so many questions asked about this kid. Why is he not starting in the first team? You know, I remember people saying, why is he not starting ahead of Mikey Johnson or whoever else was playing that position? He obviously wasn't quite ready. You know, and even when he did play, the fans seen him coming on, they were on the edge of their seats, expecting too much again. There's no doubt he's got talent, and I wish him all the best. I hope he goes away, I hope he plays for a number of years. And and you look at Hickey just now. It seems Hickey's been away for ages. Mm-hmm. He's coming back to Brentford. He's been away for two years. What is he, still 19 or, or uh, 20? Yeah. Uh, 20. Much more experience. That might just be the case for Dembele. 
And it's you don't really know what way it went with Celtic this summer because Ange Postacoglu was asked about Karamoka Dembele a few months ago about his future, about his contract running out, and he gave it was it was a bit of a cryptic answer, but essentially said you know an agreement needs to be there from both sides, both sides need to make it work for the yeah. player to stay on so I don't know whether that sounds more like Celtic were potentially interested in, in extending his contract and, and he was the other way around or whether it was vice versa don't what really that know. sounds like to me and mm-hmm. this is only my opinion is that Celtic probably wanted to keep him mm-hmm. but they offered them X amount and maybe Dembele said no I understand my worth, I understand the hype that's around about me, or representatives maybe have done that, and Celtic and maybe the... thought, I don't know, that's my what I'm taking for that, that could be totally wrong, of course, but maybe Dembele just wanted a change, maybe the young kid just wanted out of the club, to get away from the spotlight, and try, as I say, something in the continent, it brings your game on a lot, it gives you a different style of football, and we might see the best of him in a couple of years. And the fact that he had Leila Bada and James Forrest ahead of him, really, in Stunts the pecking order, he, he maybe thought, you know what, this, is, this isn't the place where I'm going to get uh, as much yeah, game time as I'd maybe want. But, and that, then I would always look at the player and say, well, you, if you think you're good enough to deserve this contract, you've got to believe that you can displace James Forrest, who, I mean, that's in the best possible way, he's an aging winger, Leila Bada, maybe not, but you've got to show that you've been at this club longer and you're a better player. When Jota comes in, you've got to show that you can keep up with Jota. Now, if the young boy wasn't up for that challenge, then it's probably right he moves on and tries something else. But I don't think this, for one instance, is the end of him uh, as a player in the limelight. I think he'll go away, I think he'll improve, and I think we will hear from him in the future. You mentioned Aaron Hickey there, story today, of course, that he... Looks as if he's on his way to yeah. Brentford, having a medical there. The fee I've seen reported somewhere between, I've seen 14 million, I've seen up near 20 million. Either way, it's a lot of money. And he's a player that, that has gone into a top five league, Serie A. He's been starting week in, week out. It looked as if it was only a matter of time before he made that next move. And it always looked as if it was going to be the Premier League and it looks as if Brentford have won yeah. that race. Well, for any young kid and any young fullback looking at a model of what you should do to to further your career he's certainly it I mean having the bravery to go away he could have stayed for another year or two to go away to another country but then get in that team and hold in a place is incredible and in a couple of years for his value to go to that level well it shows how much people think of our fullbacks I mean, you know, look at the the riches we've got in that fullback area and what other clubs are seeing top clubs are seeing it just shows you we're in a right good place so Fingers crossed, he's another Kieran Tierney, Andy Robertson, if Patterson gets into the team, if Ramsey gets in the team, if Hickey plays, Steve Clark's got some job picking. You look at the sheer money that's been spent on Scottish fullbacks, fullbacks over the last few years. Tierney was about 25 it. million. And I missed it, Andrew. It is ridiculous. Was it just the timing that was the problem? It's was timing. that all? Oh, right, it was it's just not, the, not just today the timing. Not ability right. or knees have been absolutely knackered. It's just timing, mate. That's it. I've, I played in the wrong era. I that wish I played it. now. Keep uh, telling yourself that. I don't know, worry. Don't I worry. Know. There was, a, there was. I mean, there was talk of Arsenal as well when it came to Aaron Hickey as well. But do you feel that Brentford's maybe a good level uh, for him to go in at the Premier League? Because if he's wanting to go in and continue to get the game time yeah. that he was already getting, instead of maybe taking a, a backward step and thinking, you know what, go in as a, a backup or a young prospect at 
another club and, and try and work my way I, into the team I think it's the perfect move for him uh, I think Arsenal may have been too big a step at a club that's gone through a, a period of transition chops and changes all the time do you want an unstable environment to play in? probably not I think Brentford I think the fans go along there and they, they actually there's no expectation really if you're Brentford and you're keeping in that league there is no expectation so there's a freedom I think he'll enjoy going and playing there and who knows it might not be the last move he makes you go there and you do well for one season that's it you're getting another big move somewhere else yeah we'll certainly keep a keen eye on Aaron Hickey if that deal goes through to go to Brentford as well as Karamoko Dembele on his way to France after leaving Celtic loads of activity on the phones thank you for phoning in tonight if you did thank you for tweeting or just listening in at home thank you to Mark Wilson in the studio as well of course we're only days away from the start of the competitive fixtures in the League Cup looking forward to those I'll be back tomorrow night with uh, Roger Hanna I think Celtic have a friendly tomorrow night as well so we'll keep across that one and stick around tonight because it is Callum Gallagher that's up next